Welcome to Continuing the Conversation. What do we do at Continuing the Conversation, Kyle? Okay. We talk about last Sunday's sermon, and we some, pull some points that maybe we didn't have a chance to discuss more in detail, and we're going to talk about them today. Yeah, that's what we're doing here, and so we're glad that you're with us. Um, last Sunday, we you did Mark 15, 1 to 24, and uh, this, is a, this is a text that... Um, we're very familiar with as believers. And so if you are watching and uh, this is a text, the things that you maybe heard on Sunday or you're going to go back and listen to are new to you, um, I think you should obviously listen in to this conversation for, the, for what your future looks like. But I think most of us that are watching, uh, we're very familiar with the crucifixion of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, we come back to it, for instance, every Good Friday, every Easter, you know, maybe every time we do communion, we're coming back to these passages again. So it is a very familiar passage to yeah. us. And so as we, you know, as you as you share on Sunday towards a, a group of people, knowing many of them understand this gospel message, the good news that uh, a, a perfect sacrifice in Jesus Christ um, willingly died on our behalf, um, took the, our sins upon himself as he went to the cross. Um, and this good news that uh, through that sacrifice, we can have relationship with God. Um, the, you know, the gospel, I think we always understand the gospel as something that um, is for the person that doesn't know who God is, what God's done for them. Um, they're living in bad news, and so we want to give them good news. Um, and, and we associate that with the beginning of our walk with the Lord. Mm. Why, you know, why, so th if that's the case, um, why then would it be important to keep coming back to a passage like this versus kind of closing our Bible on that section? And, okay, where is this section on? Uh, in light of that, how do I live? Christian living. Uh, yeah, yeah, Christian yeah. living. Yeah, and Kyle, I imagine similarly, you know, as you you share, you teach a Bible study or whatever, it's not uncommon. I try not to do it all the time. I try and change it up a bit, but it's not uncommon to come to the end of our message and tie it in a bow with the gospel message. Mm -hmm. And maybe you've done that. You've seen that done. You've yeah. been in that setting. Yeah, I think it's great. To, I mean, the, the whole Bible from beginning to end kind of points back to this, the central point of, mm -hmm. of the cross. So it's, I think it's a theme that, you know, it's tied throughout all of Scripture, and I think it's the place to come back to again and again. Let me ask you, have you noticed when you do that, when you're teaching, maybe when you're up at front as a worship leader and uh, the pastor speaking or what have you, that many people in the congregation begin sort of packing up? Yeah, I think sometimes. I think it's so familiar sometimes. They've been, oh, here we go. This is how they ended last week, and now they're going to end this week again the same mm -hmm. way. And I think I think it's it's almost like the closing remarks in the classroom, if you will. Like sometimes everyone's like packing their bag up. All right, this assignment this week. It's just that familiar ending. Um, but I think it's something that, that maybe we should take the time to, to listen to um, each week again and again because that's, you know, that's the foundation. This this here is is the reason that we are brought from death to life. Mm -hmm. This is the point where, where that happens. Yeah. So then, okay, I'm you know, starting to hear it's not just important for that moment of coming to know who God is, what he's done for us, 
as the gospel and good news. It's not just for that moment. For me, uh, in 2008, um, recognizing that this, who he died for, that was me. You know, it's not just for that moment, but it's it's for years and years and years and years later. You you kind of said it as um, keep coming back to it again and again and again and again. Um, so, I guess as I keep coming back to it, is it just to kind of reread it and reintroduce those truths, or or, or is there something that is supposed to then um, come about in 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 practical application of mm. the gospel. I, I definitely think that it's the case. So thanks for bringing that point up, Yes, uh, which I asked you to bring up. <laughs> uh, so, no, I think it's the this idea that if we think of the gospel message solely as sort of the starting point in the Christian faith, um, then I think what begins to happen is, okay, I got it, now I'll take it from here, and, and I'll go on from there. But... I need the gospel message reminded to me as I'm going about my day or beginning of my day, whatever it may be, because the gospel message reminds me daily that I'm loved by God, not for what I do, um, but for who I am, um, that I'm righteous in God's sight, not because of what I do, but because of what he did, that when I fall short of even my own standards for myself, I can come back to him because it's not based on what I do, but what he did. And so I, the gospel should resonate in our Christian walks every single day in every aspect uh, of our days. And so that's why I think it's really important that to, to remind ourselves of the gospel. There's a quote that I read earlier this week, but I can't remember it. I'm, I'm striving to kind of remember this. But it was essentially about this idea of go back to the gospel, go back to the gospel, go back to the gospel again and again and again and again to remind and to refresh who you are and where you are in Christ. Um, so, the gospel. Yeah, and I'm just thinking too, like just the time we've, we took in Ephesians looking at yeah. who we are, the first three chapters about who we are in Christ, our identity there. And then, the, you know, four and five, we're talking about, you know, what the steps are afterward and, and what that would look like. And we talk about unity in these things. And if, if your eyes aren't on the cross and, and the unity we have, um, from that as, mm -hmm. as a result, you know, you, you'll lose sight of, of those things and you let the world's influences come in and, and, you know, false teachings and false doctrines start to come in. But when you go back to the cross and, and, the, and the foundation, it kind of brings you back to the truth and, and kind of refreshes in that way. Yeah. So there's, I guess there's two questions that are popping up in my head and maybe you guys can, we can tackle both of them or just one of them. But one is what does it looked like then to kind of preach the gospel to yourself daily, mm -hmm. um, especially for a believer 10 years and 20 years and 30 years and beyond. Mm -hmm. um, what, does that, what does that look like? What does that feel like um, on a day-to-day -day basis? And then um, what would it look like if you were interacting with someone that you could tell the gospel was real to them that day? Um, what you know? What kind of things would you see about them mm -hmm. in situations where uh, you can tell they're living in light of this truth? They're yeah. living in light of the gospel. Yeah, I think of just having like an, an eternal perspective. Like they're not letting the things that would you know bog someone else down bog them down, and they're not letting these small things get to them. Um, 
there's just a lot of, you know, I, I just feel like there's a patience, there's a humility, mm-hmm. and there's a general love for everyone around them. And like a, a, almost a discontent for themselves in light of that. Um, that's a good yeah. word. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I like patience, humility with others. Uh, I think a person who you see the gospel being sort of lived out, shining from their life, uh, they're a person that's marked by grace because they know how much grace they themselves have have received. That's the idea of humility yeah. with others and patience. Um, I, I think the other idea of preaching the gospel to myself, one area I think that it's helpful, besides like you fall and you know, like as Christians, sometimes we we do surprise ourselves with our sin and we think that we need to to beat ourselves up uh, to pay penance for yeah, our sin or, or something clean up like before that. you can come back. Yeah, yeah, all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I've talked to people that wouldn't come to church on a Sunday because they blew it Friday night or whatever, mm-hmm. and you know it. You know they feel like they gotta get right before they come. Mm-hmm. You know those kinds of things. All oh, that's a mistake. That's missing the point of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, but this point of preaching the gospel to ourselves, I think another idea with that is, um, you know, as we are walking with the Lord and God's dealing with certain areas of our lives and we're relinquishing them to his control, um, you know, our lives begin to clean up a bit. We, uh, people outside begin to say, that's a good guy or whatever. And we begin to almost believe that lie, you know, that mm. I am a pretty good guy, mm. you know, and uh yeah, I guess I did need Jesus to die on the cross, maybe. You know what I mean? Because I'm a pretty good guy. We forget all about the louse that we were and really are, uh, especially, yes. you know. Uh, <laughs> so you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you got to remind ourselves, and yeah. that leads to the humility at the foot of the cross and yeah. so on. Yeah. yeah, I think of just the story that Jesus told with the religious leader and, and the sinner in, in that place of worship where, the, 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 one, the one guy was saying, thank goodness I'm not like this person, mm. you know, and I think of that that picture um, in us trying to be the one who, w- who was coming before him in worship, even though we are, um, you know, even though we came from what we came from and we are who we are, um, but just the humility there and, and the, rec- the recognition of the forgiveness that we've been shown and given and, and how quick we should be to, to show that to others. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I- when I think about those that wording, preaching the gospel to yourself, and you know, many of the people watching this have never preached or will never preach in a public setting, um, that that term might be foreign or like just abstract to them. I don't know what it's like to preach, you know, but um, you know, preaching or even just teaching. I think one of the goals is to find new ways, fresh ways to get the same information across um and so i think you know preaching the gospel yourself is is uh, one one aspect of that is um just seeking new ways to to have this information be fresh to you you know um you know we were talking about bible study the other day and one of the questions that i'm trying to ask myself as i study or just read scripture is how does the death and resurrection of Jesus impact the way I understand this passage that I'm reading right now? And so I think one of those, if you were to play that out, you were talking about, uh, you know, if I, if I mess up, I got to do penance and, and make it right before I come back to the Lord. Well, if I'm reading Genesis, that, that is the application. 
you know, if I'm reading Genesis and he, they get kicked out of the garden for, for uh, uh, eating the fruit, um, you know, like that idea. But if I read and ask myself that question, well, how does Jesus' death and resurrection, how does that help me understand this passage more? Well, now I can see that that sin is atoned for now, mm. permanently, mm. perpetually, mm. and I can, I'm kind of welcome into his presence. I'm not kicked out anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that is, that's what it looks like, at least in Bible reading, is preaching the gospel yourself is, well, read passages in light of Jesus' death and resurrection. It's yeah, it's a good habit. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I wanted to offer the the people listening um, a resource. Do you have any resources in mind? Uh, the not, one not, you told not, me before. Not, <laughs> not, not the one I'm going to tell them about. Any others that you, you that you find um, have uh, blessed you in in this understanding of preaching the gospel to yourself or rehearsing the gospel to yourself on a daily basis, living in light of the gospel? Well, I, I don't. I'm sure I do somewhere. Yeah. Um, but one thing, I, I know that Charles Spurgeon does this. Um, I know the Puritan writers, um, so like Matthew Henry wasn't exactly a Puritan, mm. but that time period, um, they would, and so Henry wrote maybe in the 1700s, Spurgeon in the 1800s, they would work the gospel into every single passage mm. that they were dealing with, um, even if, you know, just on looking at it, you're like, I don't think so. But they would work it into every th- mm-hmm. single passage. Uh, and so I think that is good. So I read a lot of Spurgeon um, commentaries and things like that on different things I'm personally reading. Um, and he does that. So it's this fresh reminder, yeah. no matter where I am in the scripture. So that's one thing yeah. I would point to. Okay. The four gospels. <laughs> yes. Working toward it. Yes. That's a good one. Um, the, the, the resource that I've really appreciated in my walk um, is called uh, A Gospel Primer for Christians by this uh, gentleman, Milton Vincent. And uh, th- it, the book is basically broken up into three parts. It's a very small read. Um, it's a really great devotional read. Um, I don't have to read through it in, um, chapter by chapter, but I can pick it up and kind of open up anywhere and, mm-hmm. and receive something mm-hmm. from it. Um, and the, the three parts are reasons to rehearse the gospel daily. Mm-hmm. Um, part two is a gospel narrative in, in a prose setting, kind of written out in a narrative type of way. And then the last part is also a gospel narrative, but poetically. And so, um, but it's, it's saturated with scripture. It's almost... Uh, only scripture, uh, but um, melted together, so to speak. And I've got this book by my bedside, and and just any point I can open up, kind of anywhere, and let these things like you know yeah. seep in these truths. What was uh, it called again? A, a gospel primer. Okay. Very a good. gospel primer for Christians by Milton Vincent. It's free. There's a free PDF online. It's short, forty pages. Um, but you can order the book too. As you were talking, I was listening. Yes, um, but sure. I and thinking about other things. I, 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 all of Grace. Mm, Who Spurgeon, wrote that? Spurgeon. Was it Spurgeon? Yeah. Um, excellent. Mm-hmm. I picked that up for a dollar on like Kindle, kind of yeah. you know those iBooks or whatever. Um, 
so that one was super and does it well. And then I think Chuck Smith's book, um, Why Grace Changes Everything, mm-hmm. um, that one really speaks to this idea. So Chuck was a pastor, minister for 20-some years and all of that, but he found that he was still, and he preached, though he preached Jesus and the cross, that he was a works-oriented individual um, as far as uh, sanctification and, and righteousness is concerned for the believer post-salvation experience. Um, so that was called uh, Why Grace Changes Everything and then the Spurgeon All of Grace. So, And the Gospel Primer by Milton Hershey. No. no, Milton Vincent. Milton Vincent, not the Chocolate Man. No, not okay. The chocolate man. Sorry. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, yeah. So if you um, if you find yourself eager to move on, you know, you get into the Gospels and um, or or you're coming to the end of a a sermon, you're listening, and then you start packing up. That's I think maturity growth is is being able to look forward to that moment Mm -hmm. and be reminded of these really fundamental foundational Mm -hmm. things um knowing that there is no power outside of the gospel um and so amen yeah so be blessed we'll see you soon like and subscribe that's what every youtuber says (laughs) that's right you gotta say that